All right, thank you for being here. And tonight we are continuing our series. We'll be done, we'll be done with it in a couple weeks. I'm excited. We're going to do something a little bit different for um, the next series, and I'm excited about that, but I want to finish up this. We've been going through it for about a, uh, about a, a little over a year now, and uh, we're going through the fruit of the Spirit right now, and, uh, and we're going through many of those. Of course, we... we started with talking about the works of the flesh. Works of the flesh are just the natural things that, that, that if we're not careful, if we're not walking in the spirit, the, how the flesh takes over and does these different things and leads us into bad areas. But the fruit of the spirit is something God produces. It is his spirit that produces these um, qualities, you could call them character qualities, um, as we are spending time with God and we are allowing him to work in our life. And so we've been looking at them. We've looked at a couple already. Of course, the verses we're looking at, our jumping point is Galatians chapter number 5, starting at verse 22. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, and we looked at love. It is also joy, and we looked at joy. And then last week, we looked at peace. Peace. Having peace in the really the times in which we live, I would say difficult times, but to be honest with you, uh, um, they're more irritating times than, than anything um, in all the nonsense going on, but because we know the Lord, we can have peace. I want to go through maybe one or two more tonight. The next one is, the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace. They're getting a little harder now, okay? Long-suffering. Some of these, as I've mentioned over and over, they are not natural to us. We're not naturally long-suffering. Uh, some of these are easy, right? Some are like, okay, you know, I know I'm supposed to love and, and I can do that. But long-suffering, and wait till we get to some of the others, it's, it's something that you really need God's help if you're going to exhibit it when you should. And um, say, what's long-suffering? Just what it means. It's the ability to suffer long, right? Put up with it, right? When we tell people sometimes, they come in, oh, it's like, Here's what God wants you to do. Deal with it, okay? Just deal with it. Long-suffering. It's, it's the ability to handle it over a, a long period of time without allowing it, really, to cause you to act in a way that you shouldn't. That would act in a way that is contrary to the fruit of the Spirit. It means having patience, being slow to anger. If you look at where we're going to apply most of these these, these um, uh, qualities, really they're going to be applied, they're applied to different areas of life, but a lot of them are going to be applied to our relationships because that's where the rubber hits the road, okay? We can be long-suffering in other areas, but if we can't be long-suffering with individuals, we're going to be struggle. We're going to be struggling. Also, it can be applied to trials, things that come in our life that necessarily aren't pleasant and, 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 and so forth. It is hard for us because we live in a fast-face society, right? Here's how we are. We complain when we go to get fast food and it takes too long, right? Used to be a place by our house, and if we drove through, I think they took it out because they never were hitting their target numbers. That You'd go through, and when you pulled up to where you get your food, the clock would start ticking. How, anybody ever seen those before? It's like, and we'd sit there and it's like, how come it took you two minutes? Now think about that. 
We're whining because it takes more than two minutes to get food because we're just conditioned. We don't have time. Fast-paced society, fast-paced life, don't have time for that. What are you doing? I, I'll be honest with you, that's me. Thank you, Brother Raw. I appreciate that. Oh, okay, I thought you were kicking me when I was down. Um, I felt a pain in my side, okay? You go to a grocery store, and there's a line of like five people, and it's like, brother, there's 20 registers. Can we get somebody else? How many are with me on that? Now, praise the Lord for auto checkout, okay? And then you do it like, hey, did you put it over in the bag area? I'm like, I put it in the bag area. But that's a story for another day. Uh, as you can tell, I struggle with these qualities. But that's just how we are, fast. And if it doesn't happen quickly and on time, we struggle with it. It's hard for us. <clears throat> I'm, I'm fairly certain that if I were to say, how many of you that this comes uh, easily for that you would not raise your hand? Is there anybody it comes easily for? Good, thank you. We're human. So let's just move on to the next one and call it a day, Okay. No, we're impatient, especially with people. People want revenge. They, they harbor, instead of letting things go that maybe they should have let go, they, they harbor uh, ill will towards somebody. By the way, when you do that, you know who loses? You do. Well, no, I feel bad about that person. I'm pretty sure it's bothering them. They're snoring at night. And you aren't. So it's very important we, we do that. I heard a story about Abraham Lincoln, and he was, uh, he was approached by a man. He begged uh, Lincoln to bring a suit against another guy who owed him some money. It was for $2.50. He said, you're going to sue the guy for $2.50. He goes, yep. And he tried to talk him out of it, like, come on. I mean, that was more money back in that day, but still it wasn't a lot. And the guy goes, no, I want to get back at this guy. And finally Lincoln said, fine but you got to pay me $5 up front. And the guy did. And Lincoln went to the other guy. He says, I'm going to give you $5. I want you to take $2.50 and go pay that guy back. Okay, did you catch that? The guy lost money because he wanted to get back at somebody. Isn't that how we are? We hurt ourselves to get back at others because we're not long-suffering. It's a fruit of the Spirit. <coughs> it helps us. Look at Colossians there. If you have <coughs> the book, Colossians chapter 1 and verse 11. He says, strengthen with all might according to his glorious power unto all patience and long-suffering with joyfulness. Boy, we talk about, you know, we want God's glorious power and we want God, to his spirit to work in our lives and we're thinking more in a sense of, you know, helping us to reach people with the gospel and helping us on our bus routes and helping us in our Sunday school class and, and God really getting in a church service and God really speaking to our heart through his spirit when we get in the word of God. And how did he apply it here? Patience and long-suffering. Because, you know, you need God's power for that to be the person you need to be, to interact with people the way that you should, you've got to have God's power. You've got to have his spirit. And one of the importance, it is one of the important elements in the success of the church, which really is unity. You see, God wants his people to be unified. And we will never be unified as a group if we're not long-suffering. Okay? And, 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 you say, you, you talk like that's easy. It's not easy. I get irritated. Okay? Not with, not with you. I've never, ever got irritated with one church member ever. 
maybe more than one, okay? <laughs> Chuck's like lightning coming down, okay? And I'm pretty sure no one's ever been irritated with me. All right, let's move on, okay? <laughs> Why? <coughs> All of us can be irritating, but we have to get past that. We have to have the, the, the spirituality to say we're human, and I get it, and sometimes things happen, but we have to have the spirituality to say, let's work on that, and let's have some unity. You know, in a church, usually the disunity is not in beliefs, but in behavior. Now think about that. I'm sure we have beliefs that people have come here, and <clears throat> maybe it's because we're a little more conservative or whatever, and they may not like our beliefs, or some have come from other churches, and, and maybe there's a, a certain doctrine they have that we don't necessarily believe, and, and they'll go find a church that suits their doctrine, okay? I, tip, I, I can't remember where someone has tried to stick around, and, and, and one time we had someone that tried to do that, and, and uh, we talked to them, and they left. Because usually that's not why people leave. You know why they leave? Because of behavioral issues. You know, not getting along, not working that out. And let me say this, <coughs> it's best to try to work those things out, right? Because we are brothers and sisters in Christ. And let me say, <coughs> and I preached a whole seven or eight week series on Sunday night about it, but a lack of unity is usually because of a lack of spirituality. And certain things don't help that. And I, and I talked about it. Social media doesn't help at all. Social media <coughs> gives us <coughs> the ability when we get upset and triggered about something, to run and hide behind a keyboard and say something we would not say to somebody's face. It, that happens, right? Because there's no one there to, you know, it's different when you're talking face-to-face -face with the person to say that. But we'll get on social media, we'll like, and send it off. And then a lot of times after we send it off, you know how it is, it's, um, yeah, it's like, oh, why did I do that? Someone told me one time, if you want to really send, back in the day, it's like, you want to send a letter to someone you're irritated, sit down and write it, but don't send it. Wait 24 hours and you usually say, you know, that was a really bad idea. I'll do that sometimes on something I got to deal with here, maybe, and I'll, and I'll like, you know, I'll write an email or something and I'll like, and I'll just go on, you know, like, then I'll read it and like, okay, that's a little harsh. It's like, boom, can you please take care of this? That's all I end up sending. But you got to be very careful because it's so easy especially in times when we live. And by the way, <coughs> you know, some people believe uh, it's their ministry in life to get online and, and, and people that don't do anything to help anybody and get online and tell people that are trying to do something how, what they're doing wrong, right? That's why be careful who you follow, really. Uh, I, some, there's some guys, <coughs> I like to talk, follow churches and pastors and people I know and some new stuff. I'm going to be careful about that because then you get really irritated. But and, and I'll follow some and they just get this negative path and I'm like, I don't want to hear that anymore. Yeah. Unfollow. Okay? I, it's just like, you're, you're, what are you, the internet police? And, and, and so we got to be very careful about that. But when we have a, well, when, we're, when we're long suffering, we won't react so quickly to things. We take the time to say, yeah, I want to react terribly, but I'm going to back away for a little while until I calm down. That's why, <coughs> and I, I can say this without thinking of anybody here that's done it in a long while, but like sometimes people call it, Pastor, we're having a situation and we're blah, blah, blah right now, and you, we need to talk to you right now. I'll like, 
why don't we just wait and talk, get a good night's sleep, and we'll talk tomorrow? And you know what happens? 95% of the time, it's like, we fixed it. No big deal. I know. It was in the heat in the moment. And we've all been there. That's where long-suffering comes in. And so we have to, <coughs> to do that. The members of a church family, specifically, we must be unified. And if we're long-suffering, we will. <coughs> we'll handle things the way that we, we should. Um, none of us are perfect, of course. And we have differences. But long-suffering... Uh, doesn't look necessarily at the difference. It looks at the individual and seeks to keep unity. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 2 to 3. It says, with all lowliness and meekness, with long-suffering, <coughs> forbearing one another in love, endeavoring to keep the unity of the Spirit and the bond of peace. What he's saying there, we think of ourselves, we have lowliness and meekness. That doesn't mean we let people run over us, Right? Sometimes we don't need to react to people, but look, if someone does me wrong, okay, I could forgive them. If someone stole, stole from me, and it's, I'm going to forgive them, this is probably going to sound horrible. But if I'm around, I'm going to watch where their hands are at, I guess. I don't know. It's like, and I'm not saying you don't forgive and forget, but, but, but you, you let things go. Loneliness. It doesn't mean we, but we think, look, I could have done that. That could be meekness, not responding, not acting out when we could have acted out. Forbearing one another in love, endeavoring to keep the unity of the spirit and the bond of peace. You know, sometimes something's not worth saying anything about. Do you understand that? There is, you don't have to always tell everybody <coughs> where you disagree. If you're married, you don't have to always say that thing to your spouse or someone in your family. We've all done it. But you shouldn't. Sometimes it's like, that's not really a big, big enough deal to, 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 to get, in a, get in, a, in a thing about. We should do that with each other. Okay? We have to think. Learn these lessons, and we'll move on to the second one. You don't have to always respond immediately. Now, now if something needs to be dealt with immediately, a deal, deal with it. That's not what I'm saying. But sometimes if we're talking about a misunderstanding, we're talking about something that's a little bit of, of conflict there, you don't always have to respond immediately. You don't. Give it some time. Also, here's another option that we just don't do. You can just let it go. You don't have to. I've heard people say all kinds of things. That's like, do I really need to respond and get out to that? You know, sometimes I don't need to do that. By the way, <clears throat> we learned it in Proverbs class. Sometimes when people say anything, the only time you need to speak us is what they're saying is hurting somebody else. If it's just between you and them, let it go. That's not real popular. Okay, let's move on. Here's one that we don't think of. You can give the other person the benefit of the doubt. Maybe they're just having a bad day. How many of you have ever had a bad day? And you say something, it's like, I shouldn't have said that. Okay, you know. Sometimes I talk, and I was like, you, are you hungry? That's her nice way of saying, chill down, okay? Don't let it get to you. Understand this in relationships, and we'll go to gentleness. The person is more important than the problem. Okay, you have to deal with the problem, but, but if you deal with it in the heat of the moment, instead of letting things simmer down, and then you can just talk it out and not be, you know, accusing of each other, you can get through this. The next one is gentleness. <laughs> okay, if you thought long-suffering was hard, 
Galatians 5.22. <coughs> the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness. Gentleness. Gentleness is a form of kindness. It's when we display a kind temperament toward others. It's very easy to respond harshly. Now, some of us, particularly, I'll say, now, not just guys, but for guys, it's probably a little harder for us sometimes, right? Nobody says, you know what I want my boy to be? I want him to be just, you know, gentle, okay? I want him to be a boy, but you know what? He can be gentle in attitude, and it's hard. We just, we, we, we sometimes respond in harshness. It's everywhere. I mean, road rage, the nicest guy in the world loses it when you do something they think is wrong. I was getting off the freeway years ago, over off the 710 up there uh, 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 by e-commerce, and it's two turn lanes. And I got in the lane turn. There was a truck on the other side. We both turned. The light was green. <coughs> and we got to the next red light. Here came this lady truck driver. She hopped out of her cab, and she came up to my car with a hammer in her hand. And I rolled my window down. She goes, you know that was dangerous for you to turn in that lane? And she chewed me out, threatening me with the hammer. I ought to hit you with the hammer. And I'm like, all I said was one thing. I said, but the, my lane was a turn lane too. And she's like, oh. Like, yeah, okay. She thought I'd just gotten another lane and tried like, sister, what are you doing here? A hammer? Really? Like, okay. Oh, I didn't want to find out if she'd use it, by the way. You know, people give death threats if they disagree with you. By the way, go back to social media. Look, don't, be careful about reading the comments. You could say the most non-threatening, non-confrontational, non non controversial thing in the world and a hundred people will find something wrong with it. How many know what I'm talking about? And it's like, how, how you just, I, I just don't get it. But be very careful. We respond to others with heart, harshness. Look at how people interact with those who don't meet up to their standards or areas of conduct. Now I'm going to meddle. You go to a place and <coughs> the employee <coughs> doesn't treat you right. How dare they treat me like that? No, 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 help me with this. If you've ever responded to them, has it helped? Thank you. Let it go. Let it go. Okay? And I don't, I don't want to be a Karen. First of all, I'm not transgendered. Second of all, I guess I'd be a kin, Right? I mean, we went out to eat. I won't give you this story. <coughs> Took our family out to eat, and everybody got their food but me. And I waited, and I waited, and then by the time it, it came to that they weren't going to ever bring me my food, everybody else's plate was clean. And I invited them. It was my gift card. So I'm like, I went home hungry. They're all, hey, that was a great meal. I'm like, I'll go home and have a peanut butter sandwich, I guess. So I did go. I did send them nicely. 
I said, I said, it was real nice. We came to your restaurant. I took everybody out. Everybody ate but me. And I kept reminding them, hey, is, is that coming? Yeah, it's coming. Don't worry about it. Like, everybody's like, here, take my dirty plate. I'm like, hey, is that still coming? Oh, uh. He said, you shouldn't have complained. I know, but I got a free gift certificate because of it. So it does. <laughs> They're like, we're sorry. Here's another free gift certificate. I'm like, yeah, I think I can give you another chance. I'll be a Christian about this thing. But we treat people wrong because they don't handle it, right? <coughs> a, waiter, a, waitress, a waitress gets your order along and you yell at them. That doesn't help. Listen to this. The way we respond to others will usually dictate how they respond to us. And I can tell you that from both sides of the aisle. Right? Here, let me, here let's throw a Bible verse in here. Proverbs 15.1. A soft answer turneth away wrath. You know, if you're with somebody, <coughs> you're with a person, and they start raising their voice, if you just respond kindly and in a quiet manner, that usually diffuses them, unless they're just bound and determined to, to looking for trouble. Then sometimes there's nothing you can do. But try that. I mean, it's kind of in the... <laughs> Did you say smack them? <laughs> That's only if they hit both of your cheeks, you know? If they hit your cheek, it says, turn the other one, but it says, bro, I only got two. After that, I'm free to do whatever I want, okay? So push your luck. Let's go. Okay. <laughs> Try that. It says, but grievous words stir up anger. Huh. You go back at them, what happens? They go back at you, and nobody wins. And so sometimes someone's got to be the adult in the room. Someone's got to be the one to just calm everything down. <clears throat> and never should our response <coughs> be dictated by their response to us, right? Well, how dare you talk to me, you know? How you treat me is how I'm going to treat you. That's good in the world. <laughs> that is not a Christian concept, okay? We're supposed to be, have this spirit that tries to reconcile. A great illustration of gentleness would be the way in which <coughs> a mother interacts with her newborn baby. Or even a father, right? You know, that newborn baby is very, very... I remember uh, our last child. Um, <coughs> what's her name? The surprise. Um, Emily. You know, so I remember we're in the hospital, and my wife had the baby. It was a very late baby for us. And uh, so I'm sitting in the hospital. My wife's in the bed. That's number seven. I mean, we've been down this road, right? We've seen this rodeo. We've, we've read the book. And I'm sitting in there. And across the hall in the other room, here's a guy. And you can tell Brother Panay was his first baby right? He's sitting there, and the baby's in that little plastic thing, and he was like, he walked over here like, how do I pick this thing up without breaking it? It literally took him like minutes. I felt like going over and saying, oh, doc, it's no big deal. Look, you can spin him on your finger, you know? This is number seven. I know what I'm doing here, okay? But he was trying to be super gentle. That was his newborn baby, Right? Handling it right. Handling it without doing, you know, is there, is there a head going to break their neck? You know, and sometimes you have to watch their neck. It's all like, uh, okay. Some of the kids are stronger. But you're gentle. You don't want to hurt that little guy or girl. And why don't we treat, that? you think of gentleness, that's how you should treat others. I don't want to hurt them. <coughs> yeah, I might want to get my way, but I don't want to hurt them. What's more important? I get my way, but I, but I, I destroy a friendship. I destroy a relationship. Is it worth it? You got what you wanted, but do you really want what you got? 
We think of that gentleness the way the baby is. The kind of gentleness is not really, when you treat a baby like that, understand this, it's not based on the actions of the baby. It's based on the love you have for the baby. Right? I mean, they scream, they smell funny, they wake up at odd hours, and you know what? They can do no wrong. They're, they're so, you know, they're needy. They need help. But we need to treat people right, too. It's easier... We have, a, we have an easier time responding with babies because they don't know what they're really doing. <coughs> and we don't do, treat people like that because sometimes people do things and they know exactly what they're doing. So why should we treat people right? Well, it's basically because of the love that we're supposed to have for one another. Look at 1 first, first Thessalonians there, 2 verse 5. <coughs> Paul's talking how he, how he worked with the, the, the people in Thessalonica and the church there and, and a lot of new believers. And how did he deal with them? How did he work with them? Look what he said. But we were gentle among you, even as a nurse cherisheth her children. Right? These are new believers. These are people, particularly the Gentiles, who came out of some really horrible belief systems. And he said, we were gentle with you. We were trying to help you. How do you treat people? Now, let's take it in a church setting, right? Particularly, your Thursday night. You guys are a little more mature. Sunday morning, we have all kinds of new people. How do we, how do we, how do we treat them? Right? Sometimes new person will come up and say, you know, uh, I'm doing this, or I think, you know, I, I'm just, here's the thing, and it's something that is totally contrary to the Bible, but they're brand new. I don't say, what are you, dumb? Like, get a Bible, bro. They're brand new people. I'm sure when I was in church and I was new, they looked at me like, what is that all about? Now, I was heading the right path, but I wasn't there yet. I'm glad there were people that were encouraging to me. I'm glad that there were people to help me down that path. And, and say, hey, you're, you're going the right day. Here's a little bit of help here. Read this, do this, check this out. That's how we're supposed to treat one another. If we live God's word the way we're supposed to be, we're going to be that way. That's what wisdom is, by the way. When we put God's word into practice, being a doer of the word and not a hearer. See, the world is going to tell you, you treat people the way they treat you. Don't let them push you around. Don't let them get to you. That is not a Bible concept. Because that's putting yourself first. The Bible concept is be a blessing and a help to others. And sometimes it's not about you, it's about others. And you ought to have a love for them. James tells us that. He says, <coughs> he talked about the wisdom of the world. And then in verse 17 of James 3, he talked about the wisdom that is from above. But listen to the character qualities he's talking about in this wisdom from above. It is first pure. That's understandable. It's completely right all the time. There's not one thing wrong with it. Then peaceable. We just talked about that, right? Peace is something that's inward. Peaceable is how we relate with one another. You, some people are just looking for an argument. Some people are just looking. Like we go out here and we'll invite people to church. And we'll knock on their door. If they're not there, <coughs> if they open it, we'll give them an invitation. Well, I remember I, I, I knocked on the door. No one answered. And um, so I left an invitation on the door. I was walking to the next door. The person there came out. He started yelling, I don't want this thing from your church. What are you doing? He wanted to get an argument. You know what I said? I'm like, 
I am so sorry. Here, let me take that back. And he was like, oh, like, oh man, I took it away from him. He thought I was going to be, you know, church, mean church guy. I'm like, if you don't want it, I'll take it. No big deal. And it really chilled him out. You know, well, what are you doing? You know, you're on your way to hell. Don't you know that? That really would have helped. Okay, come on, man. Be very careful. It's peaceable. It's gentle. <clears throat> easy, literally, easy to be entreated. You know what that is saying? <clears throat> easy to get together and work things out. Let's not dig our heels in. Sometimes we dig our heels in so hard that, that, that we can't see the right thing to do because we make it all about us. And by the way, all these things say, wow, you must be superhuman. I'm working on it. Not being superhuman. I'm working on these things. But this is where we need to be. Not always like, no, this is what I want. How dare, calm down, that's the flesh. Easy to work. <coughs> if someone says this about you, <coughs> Hey, you should go talk to them about that. No, I can't do that because it'll blow up. That's a bad sign. That's a really bad sign. You should be able to talk things out, <coughs> to work it out. It's a potential character quality for a Christian if we're going to serve the Lord. <coughs> you know why? Because serving the Lord means we are serving others. And we've got to get along. And, I'm, and you say, wow, is, is you know, sometimes when you talk like this, people are like, so, so what's going on in the church? Who, who, are you, who are you clapping at, right? Nobody. Okay, just, it's in the fruit of the Spirit. But I know people. How come you know people? Because I know me. I don't want to naturally do that. You've you got to be kidding me. I, I'm not, <coughs> you know, naturally gentle. Natu in fact, to be honest with you, I can be harsh. Good, nobody said amen, so we'll move on there, okay? You know, I, 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 we all could be like that. But if I'm going to be a Christian, right, I'm going to seek to be like that. I'm going to seek to be right with people. I'm going to seek not, to, not, to not perpetuate a fight, but find, find uh, 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 satisfaction in maybe avoiding it. I've told people over and over, I'm sure some of you, there's issues or whatever it is, I always say, look, if there is a problem between anybody, husband, wife, friends, relatives, this or that, you act the way that you act so that if it doesn't turn out right, that you can look in the mirror and with a clean conscience say, I'll do, I'm doing anything I can to make this right, and I don't want the problem to be me. And I get it. You can only control one person in a situation. You know who that person is? You. Well, I'm waiting for the other person to change. You can't change them. It's never going to happen. All you can do is change the way you react. All you can do is make sure that you act right, and that's what God requires of you. Now, a lot of times, that, that's enough to, to turn the situation. But even if it isn't, it's your responsibility. And you can look and say, you know what? I don't want to continue like this. If they don't want to get this thing right, that's them, and I'm still here, and I'm still going to treat them right. Okay, that's next level Christian. Now, <clears throat> we're done, <clears throat> but you say, that's rough. How do you do that? Well, let's go back to the beginning. It's the fruit of the Spirit. You got to walk with God. You got to let God develop these things in your life. You'll walk away sometimes and say, man, that's not how I used to handle things. Wow, God's working in your life. 
And so we'll let that go. All right, let's pray. Father, we do thank you for loving us, and we thank you for your spirit and, and the attributes and the qualities, Lord, that it brings our way, particularly <coughs> helping us in every area of our life. One of the biggest areas in are the areas of interpersonal relationships. I pray that you would work in each and every one of us. Lord, help us in those times when we want to act out to, to calm down and do the thing that you would want us to do. Bless us now as we go our way until we meet again on Sunday. Bless these folks for their time here and be with them. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.